Mobile is the future. Use it to power up your profits. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Our show focuses on the latest news and information impacting mobile marketers, publishers, and technologists. We speak with the power players of mobile monetization. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Please welcome our host, Wen Tu. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble. This is Wen Tu, co-founder of Rumble, the platform that lets you build, launch, and optimize your mobile websites and apps from the ultimate dashboard. Thank you for joining Mobile Power and Profit, the show that discusses the latest information impacting mobile marketers, publishers, and technologists. Each week, we bring you insights from thought leaders of the mobile industry. This week, we are happy to introduce Ed Chater, COO of Lithian. Ed was recently named Media Week's 30 Under 30 and has become quite the thought leader of mobile data tracking. Ed, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So uh, Media Week, naming you 30 Under 30, it's always uh, quite an honor to be uh, acknowledged by your peers. Um, so what do you think caught their eye as they were coming up with their list of what you've been able to bring to the industry? Yeah, I mean, I've been very fortunate in my career in that I've always been on the bleeding edge of uh, new media technology. Um, so I started off really defining um, industry best practice in search. Um, and I used to work for an agency called the Search Works that was actually Google's biggest customer in Europe um, back in the heyday. And I, I really defined a lot of how search um, best practice in terms of account management and how you can optimize search campaigns um, is really established. And then from there, I, I moved into um, looking at um, the multi-touch attribution and how search works with different channels. And um, before starting at SOMO um, and more recently Lithians, where I've really been pioneering uh, how mobile media works um, and how you can get best practice out of mobile media campaigns. Um, it's so interesting to hear you talk about, you know, the heyday. Um, and it was only a couple of years ago that really mobile and sort of data tracking has really um, come to bear in the industry. Um, I know that last year at the IAB, you had spoke um, at the IAB about uh, tracking measurements, um, tools, including device IDs, refer methodologies, and whatnot. Um, what do you think has changed um, from last year when you spoke to the IAB and sort of what's coming um, in the market this year? Yeah, I think the big thing for me that's changed is the standardization that's now there in the industry. So um, whereas last year we were just really um, starting to figure out how we can use the um, IDFA or the identifier for advertisers that Apple made available and the Google um, identifier for advertisers that on the Android platform, and mm -hmm. we're now seeing a very much a very clear standard in terms of how that can be used for attribution. Um, and now the attribution kind of challenge within mobiles is 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 largely solved. Really now what the complexity is, is how does um, you use that data to then retarget and find different audiences on different platforms. And um, combined with the complexities of how mobile fits across desktop and other different platforms. Yeah. As I talk to a lot of publishers, the complexity of mobile really overwhelms them. And when it comes to mobile, they know that the data is important, but they really don't quite understand how to use it. If you were talking to publishers right now, given all your knowledge about data tracking, how would you sort of explain it to them as simply as possible of sort of the power of like what they are able to do um, on mobile devices? Yeah, I think... 
for me, the, the key thing now is to um, relate it to something that they can feel tangible and, and that they understand. Um, and I think the digital measurement world has been kind of well established now for you know, getting on decades. And yep. I think relating it back to um, digital metrics that they can understand really helps. So explaining how now in mobile, definitely in 2015, you're able to do pretty much most of the same kind of stuff that you can do um, on desktop as you can do in mobile. So you can track an attribute, you can create audiences to then retarget and find those users, um, and data is just increasingly becoming a central part to that media strategy. Yep, and how would you sort of advise um, publishers that really know that mobile data is important about the technology they would need to implement? Because I always hear about um, they have they sign up with a lot of different third party uh, data providers, um, but all the data sort of lives everywhere, and there's no way to really match and sync it up. What sort of yeah. advice would you give them? Definitely, that's a very um, important point. The the challenge with, so while you can get the same kind of metrics as you can at desktop, it's really important using mobile spe um, specific vendors uh, to solve specific data problems you need, and that creates that fragmentation problem you're highlighting. And yeah. I think for me in 2015, you're going to see a lot more cross integrations between different platforms. So your mobile attribution platform is integrated into your desktop um, analytics, and your mobile analytics is integrated into desktop, et cetera and your um, CRM systems are all talking to those same data platforms. So I think there's some work that needs to be done in the industry to help make that a little bit easier for publishers. Um, so straight out of the box, you can get that integration working. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, well, who are some really interesting people that are making that cross, really solving that fragmentation issue out there um, that you think is really a leader in bringing all the data together for publishers and marketers? Yeah, I mean, it's something actually we're focused on very heavily at, um, at Lithiant. So uh, Lithiant is essentially an ad tracking and our analytics platform uh, created mm -hmm. by SOMO um, because we felt a real need with our clients of actually how do you sync that data together? Um, and we didn't really yep. see anyone in the market doing it um, particularly well. So we've been really heavily involved in creating a flexible platform that integrates with existing desktop ad tech stacks um, so that publishers can see uh, you know, a unified view of their data. I think some of the other guys that are also doing well in the market um, are the likes of um, TapAd, Drawbridge, and AdBrain as well, um, are really helping to provide a cross-device view of exactly how people are performing. Yep. And do you see any differences, just because you do have a British accent, um, sort of what Europe is doing compared to the US? Because I always feel like um, either one or the other sort of has a very different approach to um, some of the standardizations that they would like to see. Yeah, definitely. I feel that the European market is um, slightly deeper um, in terms of the technical integration and, and getting much closer to the um, the art of what's really possible and the bleeding edge of some of the technology. Um, whereas I feel that the mass market in the US has got a long way to go to still solve some of the basic mobile challenges and mobile problems. Um, and at the moment in the US, a lot of it is around education that you can actually track on mobile and you can mm -hmm. measure stuff, which is why I feel you're seeing the IAB put such a massive placement on that um, at the upcoming um, mobile event they're having. Um, whereas I feel that in Europe that kind of the people understand that's possible and now they're kind of much more moving into the application of that and how they can be mm -hmm. using that data to drive their business forward. Yeah. 
which sort of brings me to your, your first comment about in 2015, you feel that um, there's just more standardization than when you sort of first started a mobile data tracking. So what are some of the key standardization that you think will really help bring the industry together on this? Yeah, I think the, um, the, the push in terms of um, the uh, Apple identifier for advertisers and the Google mm -hmm. identifier for advertisers has really, really helped kind of create a common standard that allows data to be passed between different systems. Um, mm -hmm. I think the key thing that really now needs to, to happen is this kind of deeper integration with the different APIs between the different um, vendors and seeing a very open approach to how a client manages their data. Um, and I think that's an important difference around, you know, the client actually owning the data and then um, and the publisher being able to connect that data um, as opposed to it living in a walled garden and not being able to be used by other, other, other applications. Yep. And so as sort of like IAB pushes for the standardization and, and, and whatnot, um, how do you think publishers are able to, um, you know, learn from Europe a little bit more about actually applying a lot of the uh, data that they found? Have you seen uh, marketers or publishers out there that have been able to do really interesting things with the data that they've been able to track? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think one of the big things that we're seeing, um, especially actually in the um, subscription kind of model type businesses so a lot of like publishers um, and newspapers we're seeing them uh, really being able to apply um, the information they're getting around the audience of their app users and then really using that data to pump back into their media strategy so mm -hmm. able to do um, like behavioral targeting within a mobile app environment um, along with remarketing etc to me getting a better ROI out of their marketing campaigns yeah um, and what about like issues that come up? Um, uh, w w I hear a lot about um, privacy concerns about personally mm -hmm. identifiable data. How, you know, with this new attribution and sort of um, as a publisher or marketer wants to know more, but there's sort of that fine line that they shouldn't be crossing. Um, how, how, how are you seeing that sort of being balanced out um, in these campaigns that you see? Yeah, I think, I think. Publishers need to be careful because I mean, there are, um, you know, there's a lot of grey area there, and you can find yourself in a lot of trouble very quickly. I think the key things I'd say to publishers is to make sure that they're um, finding out what the opt-out mechanisms are from a particular vendor, um, and making sure that a user can opt out very easily, um, mm -hmm. along with also making sure that they're respecting the settings that a user might be making actually within um, Apple's iOS um, platform or Android, in terms mm -hmm. of a, a user can actually opt out of um, ad tracking globally across the device and it's really important that vendors are respecting that um, uh, that transmission from a user. Great, great. So it looks like we have to um, break for commercial right now but this is Ed Chater uh, with Mobile Power and Profit and we'll return more to talk more about mobile data tracking. Stay tuned for more Mobile Power and Profit after this brief profit timeout. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning winning leadership, excellence and results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's when to... Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble, the platform that lets you build, launch, and optimize your mobile websites and apps from the ultimate dashboard. I'm joined by Ed Chater from Lithium uh, talking about the latest trends in mobile data tracking. So, Ed, you know, in the last segment, we, we talked sort of the range about how mobile data tracking has become more standardized and that there's a fine line that publishers and marketers really need to respect on the privacy um, concerns that a lot of users have. But I hear that someone has recently been collaborating with IBM to deliver connected enterprise solutions and that you guys have been working a lot with enterprise to really figure out that balance, but to get the most out of data tracking. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more sort of what you've been doing with IBM or other enterprise clients? Yeah, definitely. So um, I think the IBM initiative, as well as a lot of our other direct um, uh, uh, enterprise clients like BP, for example, um, Mm -hmm. are really focused around how companies are able to leverage mobile to better distribute information um, Mm -hmm. and improve productivity uh, amongst their teams, be that sales teams, be that um, human resources, etc. So um, a couple of examples of some of the things that we've delivered um, is, for example, um, BP, where we worked with them to help their um, teams kind of spread out 
like uh, a lot of training and um, values information delivered um, through a phone and tablet in a way that was much more interactive than say a you know, quite stale PowerPoint presentation that no one's going to kind of read through and um, versus all the way through to De Beers where we've actually um, empowered a lot of their sales associates in their stores with um, interactive um, iPad apps which essentially mm -hmm. help customers choose you know the ideal engagement ring and go through the different C's of choosing a diamond etc and, and do that for a brilliantly visual, fantastically interactive experience, um, which yes. really helps to improve the productivity of their, their team. Yeah. So it sounds like um, with Lithium and with Somo, there's so many things that enterprises can do when it comes to mobile. Um, how do these conversations first start? Because there's a lot of enterprises that are either on the bleeding edge doing really interesting things. And then there are some of, let's say, laggards who are still trying to figure out what to do with mobile. So when you're working with enterprises, sort of what's the um, impetus of why they reach out to you and sort of how are they really thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it varies a lot, as you sort of say, because I think it depends on the uh, on the um, evolution of that company and, and mm -hmm. how where they are on that bleeding edge. And yep. for us, it really ranges from, um, you know, CIO level coming in and saying, hey, how can we be using uh, mobile to you know, better distribute information across, across our business? Um, and then us coming up with a high-level strategy and some proof of concepts um, and a sort of a timeline around how they can be seeing that change their business over the next couple of years through yep. to something more tactical um, where potentially there's a specific brief around an event um, or a particular um, activity that they need to solve. Um, and that's really very much what we saw with De Beers was that they wanted to um, improve the productivity of their sales associates in store. And how mm -hmm. could they be using mobile to do that? Yeah, I would imagine that the De Beers um, initiative took a lot because it's training, it's sort of in their brick and mortar store, and it's really um, connecting and integrating with their point of sale. So how did that work out in which mobile is a great piece of a bigger sort of re retail ecosystem for De Beers? How did Somo sort of connect all the dots there? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a, um, that training side is really something that a lot of people underestimate. Sorry, excuse mm -hmm. me. <clears throat> um, sorry, yeah. So that training side is really something that people underestimate and actually building out the application is one thing, but then really getting people to use it and, and getting your team to benefit from it is, is a massive undertaking. And so actually with, as part of that, been developing out different technology and, and making sure within the application we're developing that education process and that learning process around mm -hmm. creating habit around what the features are. So it's yep. all baked into the application, um, including like an introduction video as opposed to, you know, here's an application and then, you know, people just having to figure out how to work it themselves. So mm -hmm. it's a major logistical challenge to make sure that you're coordinating across all those different retail, um, uh, retail locations. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. I think we had um, you know, several hundred or I think close to a thousand different iPads flying across yep. the world overnight to kind of land into these different um, like retail locations and yep. to be making sure that people are trained up. Yep. So as you've been working with all these big uh, companies from BP to De Beers, um, you talk about sort of people underestimate certain things, whether it's training or whatnot. If you were to step back and say, what are the top three things that enterprises underestimate when it comes to mobile? What would they be? Yeah, I think 
the first one actually is a, is a positive thing in terms of impact. I think that um, a lot of enterprises don't realize just actually what kind of productivity boost um, they could be seeing from implementing this kind of technology to be empowering their internal teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that's the first one. And um, I think second one is then the actual implementation um, and how that's kind of rolled out. And I think that's true with many IT products, projects. Yeah. You can come up with a great idea, um, but then how you actually turn that into something uh, that's implementable and, and, and works across is, is, is another kind of key, key element. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third area is really around usability. And this is what um, Servo in particular really kind of focus on heavily is making sure that those applications are, yes, functional, but also add that element of delight that mobile can really bring, you know, in terms of how you touch the application, how you kind of move through the different transitions and making sure that the, um, the user is basically getting the same kind of high-end experience that expect from any, you know, uh, leading app on the app store. Yeah. So if I was the stereotypical uh, customer of yours, then I would be underestimating impact, implementation and usability. So what would you say to me to sort of shake me out of that that mindset? Yeah, I think a lot of it would be around um, demonstrating some of the case studies we've got in terms of the impact um, that's sort of had in terms of some of the projects we delivered. Um, and then really what we found is, is it's around the demonstrations and actually showing um, CIOs exactly like the type of technology that we're developing um, and allowing them to see how that can unlock the potential. So showing them how augmented reality, for example, can turn a company's values into something really transaction, yeah, really um, valuable and experience led as opposed to, you know, a stale set of bullet points on a, on a, power, on a, on a, on a slide and yep. through to showing how in real time you can see your customers come into your store and then be sh- presenting the sales associate with information about those customers coming into that store to then ha- allow them to close on a high-end purchase of a car or something similar. So, what so I think the- it's... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so I think it's really about getting the the experience in the decision makers' hands and letting them see the art of what's possible. And um, I think is is really key. So, what for you? Um, the impact seems to be one of the things that could really convince an enterprise for going forward with a mobile project. What are your favorite key performance indicators that you would want to show them when it came to initiatives that um, you you would be helping on when it comes to mobile? Yeah, so I think I think that ranges from the actual product itself, so around engagement, so amount of time spent, you know, kind of what the popular content was within the application um, is, is definitely one area. Yep. But really where we try and focus as much as possible straight up is um, what's the business KPI that you're actually looking to shift. So if it is to improve productivity, what exactly does that mean? And how does that look? So is it people spending less time doing something or is it actually people being able to do more or something? Um, yep. And making sure that we align that business KPI with um, the actual output of the application and making that trackable through the application is is really key. Yep. All right. Um, It looks like we have to go um, to a commercial break right now. Um, We're joined by Ed Chater um, from Lithiant, and we will be back in a sec. Stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Wen Tu. Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. My name is Wen Tu, and we're joined by Ed Shader from Lithium. Um, so, Ed, I hear that Lithium has been doing a lot of work on driving engagement, uh, mobile engagement beyond installs and how retargeting is now truly real on mobile. Can you tell us a little bit more about your work and sort of the key things that you've been learning? Yeah. So for me, I think this has been a, a long time coming in mobile. And I think 2015 for me is the year that um, it's really going to start to scale. I think what we saw in 2014 was um, mobile DSPs become um, very much established in that mechanic of how you can buy in real time based upon the impression that's coming through the exchange and really um, you know, becoming set in terms of that pipe work. I think the second key change is the um, availability of data and the adoption of mobile analy analytics and attribution platforms um, mm -hmm. like Lithiant and other, other solutions. Um, yep. What that allows you to do is really create a very rich profile of the audience that you want to be buying and then mm -hmm. be using DSPs to be finding those people and, and be, be targeting them. Um, and that's really all been powered by 
the release of the um, Apple identifier for advertisers and the Google yeah. identifier for advertisers. Yeah, so I've been hearing sort of like every single year for the past uh, five, when did the iPhone go out? In 2008, so it's been six going on seven years that this is the year of mobile and that there's a lot of money to be made um, on mobile, whether from marketing, um, spending it or marketing, you know, actually um, getting the dollars. But it seems that apart from a handful of really large, very technical savvy organizations like Facebook and Twitter, that there's not a lot of money sort of actually filtering through. Sort of what's your take on why 2015 is going to be so different? Yeah, I think you raise, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> you raise a very good point in terms of um, the big guys really kind of owning the market mobile. Mm-hmm. I think you've seen a lot of consolidation, which actually has been needed uh, because for a long time, over the past few years, the the way you buy mobile media has been incredibly fragmented with way too many buy points. A lot of people actually just reselling existing media, etc. So I think actually a lot of that is quite welcomed. Um, I think the opportunity now for independent um, players is really about how you connect the dots between the different um, types of media that's out there. So, you know, Facebook is going to be very dominant within social. Google, obviously, very dominant within um, uh, search. Um, and then there's various other different display players as well that both Google and Facebook have to play in. But I think stitching all that information together and creating um, a consistent experience across those different buy points is really where the opportunity now is. So... How, what is sort of the key thing that's sort of the aha moment um, besides the consolidation in the marketplace um, that's really, you think, is the tipping point? I know you keep referencing the um, Apple identifier and Google's coming up with the identifier. Why is that so sort of earth-shattering big in which money will um, somehow really turn the corner um, in 2015 when it comes to mobile? Yeah, so I think... Definitely the IDs are really key because without those, there is no way of um, connecting data and actually making it meaningful across different buys. So you could understand who's using your app, but you had no way of communicating that to third parties because there wasn't a consistent ID like a cookie. Um, And I think now the pipes that are in place for programmatic, as I kind of mentioned around the DSP and exchange space, um, I think those two factors coming together is really what um, is that tipping point and that that massive kind of exciting scale point because now you can track mobile you can target specific audiences on mobile and you can get very granular in terms of your targeting which before you just you weren't able to do yep and what do you think sort of the the theory out there that the cross-platform cell is the um the best way to really make mobile a more meaningful part of advertisers' budgets. Um, I keep hearing that when I talk to various publishers and advertisers, they sort of want that single magical universal metric that ties desktop to mobile to even TV. Sort of what's your response to that? Yeah, I I, I agree. I think um, a lot of advertisers, especially coming more from traditional sides and not ignoring kind of mobile specific startups, um, have got a lot of different channels which they're promoting across um, and are really looking for that one customer view. We really see, um, as part of SOMO, we we recently um, changed our our strap line to solutions for the connected world because we actually see the um, fragmentation of solutions or fragmentation of connected devices actually increasing with the birth of the 
internet of things, um, you know, connected TVs, connected cars, connected self in terms of wearables. We're going to see more and more um, fragmentation in terms of how you can be communicating with people across those different areas. So yeah. I think advertisers definitely want that one view. Um, mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, 2015 will be a year of um, getting closer to that one view. But yeah. I, I feel that we're still a way away from having that, you know, kind of um, nirvana of a complete holistic view of against that customer across all the different channels. Yeah. And what do you, what's your take on, um, so the digital world is very messy. You can have very precise information, but tying together is very hard. But it seems like everyone wants to, let's say, go after those TV dollars, since that's where the bulk of the ad spending is, um, at least in the US. Um, And Nielsen is the one that really holds on to that currency at play of GRPs in the TV market. Sort of what's your take of how digital and TV can come together more this year? Yeah, I think there's there's two key trends. So one is um, actually uh, going back to the connected devices route, actual, um, you know, smart TVs or more so more the um, desktop players in terms of Apple TV, Roku, et cetera, um, yeah. actually enabling um, TV to become closer to being bought in a more digital way. Um, yeah. And then the second big trend is really around video and the explosion of video um, across digital, but also especially mobile, um, and how that's kind of really uh, exploding as a category segment. And I think combined with the programmatic targeting you can do on that, I think, I think we're going to see a lot more from um, video formats kind of really explode across uh, mobile devices as well as continue to explode across digital. And I think that's really going to help shape some of that TV budget because it's the closest you know, execution format. And you, you can't really beat um, a video in terms of being able to tell a story and change an emotional change and a, a reaction from a consumer versus, you know, a static banner or, or something quite yeah. a little bit transactional. Yep. So as mobile gets more sophisticated and we're trying to tie up all the devices together, I feel video is um, so much of uh, a key part of the uh, data that a lot of folks are trying to track. Um, sort of what's your thoughts on video data? How is that different than what other display or text or photo data that usually comes through. Yeah. So I think the key thing with um, video data, especially looking at video advertising, is that you're not going to see that like post-click and, uh, action in the same way. When you're yeah. measuring um, video ads, you've really got to be looking at post-impression um, and looking at um, the overall impact that a video is having on a campaign or a video campaign is having on the overall um, experience of the business as opposed to being too granular on a line item of how a particular video, video ads are performing. Um, because it's just not the way people work. You know, you watch a video and it might be a pre-roll and you're going to keep watching you know, the rest of yeah. that video content rather than clicking straight out. Yeah. So we have about one minute left on our program. Ed, any uh, last thoughts that you would like to give our audience? Um, yeah, I think for me, the key thing with uh, mobile, all this whole new space is just keep at it and be um, pragmatic. There, there aren't perfect solutions out there in the market, but there are a lot of solutions that are getting very close. And so just keep trialing, keep testing and keep scaling. Okay, keep trying and keep scaling and keep testing. Well, thank you, Ed, for joining us on our show. That brings us to the end of Mobile Power and Profit. Remember, you can like us on Facebook, and our show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, as well as the Webmaster Radio app on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you again, Ed, for joining us on our show. Thanks for joining us for Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, the ultimate dashboard to build, manage, and monitor your mobile websites and apps. Visit us at www.rumble.me.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.